Hello, and welcome to Drunk Bitches in Politics, where bitches get drunk and talk politics. I'm Ray. I'm Mishy. And I'm Michelle, your host. Welcome, Drunk Degula. Whoa. Whoa. Welcome. Somebody cut her off. <laughs> Already, bitch, you I know, done. I know. Welcome, Trump de- delegates. Oh, wow, wow. This it's, is... it's, it's, it's really because I'm tired and then I drank wine. Oh, like, the combination, because I've had one glass of wine. I had a beer before y'all got here, though. Drunk delegates. I know. Welcome. <laughs> thank you, welcome. Ray. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh, before we start, can I do a shout out? I yes. have to tell you guys I about suppose. My, yes. I have to tell you guys about my friend, my coworker. Her name is Sarah. And... Sarah, every Monday when I walk into work and I sit there, there's someone IMing me the entire like oh, podcast really? and just like making comments, making comments. That's fucking awesome. Faithfully every Monday and commenting on all the things. She even sends me articles sometimes to talk about it, and she's like. She's competing with Karen to be the biggest fan of the podcast at my job. Oh, I love it. I just wanted to give you a shout out, Sarah, and let you know that I'm going to miss you at our location, but I look forward to you sending me messages about the episode's first thing Monday morning. Thank you. So would you you. say Sarah is a super drunk delegate? She is a super drunk delegate. (gasps) Thank you, Sarah. We love you. Thank you, Sarah. So before we get to our topics, because we do have quite a bit to cover tonight, we had to actually knock off a couple of topics because we we are just slammed with fucking news this week. Yes. Like, you know, when it rains, it pours. And my glass is almost empty. So what are we drinking, Mishy? So today we have a Pinot Noir shooting Shooting star. star. You were really late on that. I was expecting you to be on top of that shit. (laughs) You're behind. Isn't there a Broadway show about that or something? It's it from, is. It's um, a Netflix musical. Show. It's from the in, 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 uh, Unbreakable, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Okay. Yes. And this bottle is called uh, Pinot Evil. <laughs> I thought it was fitting for this week. And I'm just going to... And every week that the orange man's in office, but mainly this week. I am just going to read a little excerpt from this So are this you saying that this wine is the chosen one? <laughs> oh, this! Oh my God! This, what does it say? It's already getting so dark around it here. It is. So the bottle says, "This is a California variety, by the way." See no evil, hear no evil, speak no. Dating back to the eighth century, this three wise monkey proverb was introduced to Japan by a Buddhist monk from China. Long believed by many winemakers to be the most difficult grape to grow and craft into wine, Pinot Noir often seems possessed, if not downright evil. We prefer to view Pinot Noir as a guilty pleasure. Mm. And with this philosophy in mind, Pinot Evil dances with a lovely ripe cherry nose that cascades into a smooth velvet finish. Enjoy it with roasted duck rosemary garlic pork or with friends or during a seance while you're summoning the devil where did you get this demonic <laughs> bottle of wine <laughs> v- valero uh-uh. <laughs> this i don't know Michelle just showed up at my house one day i'm just saying <laughs> this is satan's bottle of wine so i'm with all of this this shit better be delicious and i'm just if I'm putting is my, it worse if it's delicious? Is it, would you prefer it's awful? I'm just saying, if it's if I'm going to risk my soul drinking this shit, it better be worth it. 
Because I, I ain't no telling what's going to come out when we open this bottle with all of this shit written on the bottle. All right. Anybody want to guess LC of this here bottle? 17%. <laughs> Coming straight from hell, right? You expect more. Yes, Michelle? I'm going to say 13.8. I'm straying from my 14.3 for one episode to see if I well, get it right. you know, considering that this is wine crafted by the devil, there's not that much alcohol in here, which is disappointing. Oh. Uh, 13%. Oh, that's oh, wow. So it's like, it's not even worth your soul. So we will see. <laughs> Maybe, I mean, that's the, that's, that's the point of dark magic is you don't see it coming. So maybe you this your demonic bottle of wine, it'll just kind of sneak right out of my eye. So we'll see. Maybe, maybe it has some meth in it or something. Who knows? Let's find out. And this is not a pop. It's a crack. So. Oh, so crack that it's, shit. It's a crack. crack that shit. My God. There you go. Ooh. There we go. Like you're going to break a finger. It's interesting. Cracking like a spine. I like the color. I'm judging... The smell so far. It is, smells, it, is it notes of smoked wood? It actually smells, it smells a little vinegary more than I nope. picture Pinot uh, Noir to be. So let's give it a try. I'm not shooting it down, but smell it. It's definitely a little more vinegary than Pinot normally is. It is from a gas station. Oh, well, that's what happens when you buy the devil's wine. Out of it, was, it was extra wine, but you chose it because of the name. I thought oh. they did. You and know. we've got other bottles we can open. No, nope, we, we haven't, we haven't shot it down yet. Let's give it. Right. The devil's juice smells like petrol. It's actually not bad. It's not as good as the wine we pre-gamed with. So it's wine. <laughs> Your bias is showing. I listen. Look. It's it's wine. It's a little it, it has more bite than what I expect from a Pinot Noir. So what do you expect from it, the devil? And it's gonna bite you. It's it definitely in this one it hits back a little bit. So it's not as smooth as we've come accustomed to when it comes to a Pinot Noir, but it'll get the job done. After a glass of this, you won't even know the I difference. feel like it gets the job done. <laughs> it gets the job done. And how much was this bottle, Michelle? Uh, six, no, seven ninety nine. Because mm. it is a gas station. It's going to charge a little bit more. It's probably a $4 bottle of wine. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's probably a $4 bottle of wine. Thank you, Brady, for shaking. Shake it. I forgot to take their collars off. Damn it. Shake what your mama gave you. Can we... Talk about what the pregame was because the, I know we don't. That was actually a really good wine. That one bottle really good. that one out. I did. That was really good. It was. It is a a red blend, and it's called Bistro Chic. <laughs> but before I move on to your bottle, I do want to say that this bottle is a decent bottle. I guess you know for seven dollars. It's, it's, it's not Pilgrim's Pride. It's, I'm or just Pilgrim's disappointed whatever. because if we're gonna be drinking Satan's <laughs> wine. I was, you know, expecting for it to just slut shit out of me from the side of my neck. But yeah. we'll live. So with the with your bottle, Rachel, the Bistol Chic. We haven't done a French accent in a while. We haven't. <laughs> it is a red blend that is comprised of Merlot, Cabernet, and Syrah. And it is is this a French variety? From my understanding. We oui. oui. It is a vino en France. Yes, it is a product of France. So this is a French variety. It was a really good bottle. And I believe yours was a crack too. But normally with important wines, they don't bother to cork most of the time. They normally put a crack. So that just has no bearing on it at all. Unlike the devil's bottle of wine right here. So this is 
said to be inspired by the French art de Villers. User friendliness is a key word. Have a pleasant time while drinking this wine. They say that their bottle marries complexity of ripe fruit notes with underlying aromas of roasted mocha and vanilla. They said on the bottle that they feel like this particular variety pairs well with red meat hamburgers and salads and pasta. We had pizza tonight and this was a great accompaniment for that pizza. It went really like, well with it the pizza. It was delicious. Not only did it like mellow the spicy, brought out the flavors of like the pasta sauce. I really enjoyed. I would definitely pick up this bottle for like burger night, pasta night, or like whatever red meat dish that you have, or pizza, any red sauce dish. This was so really good. What was the price point for this? Eight ninety nine. Eight ninety nine. Where did you get it? None other than Total Wine. Oh, awesome. Total Wine will be a sponsor this week. And Valera will not. <laughs> What's the Valera. ALC? The ALC on this bottle. I feel like it's only 13.2. It's low. It's I don't... more? Oh, 14.3. No. two. You just go right off the fucking <laughs> cliff with it. <laughs> it is 13.5. Okay, I was yes. close. So it is a nice, delicious bottle that is comprised of 40% Merlot, 30% Cabernet, and 30% Syrah. And it's a cute label. It is cute. It looks, it's a, it's it's that like a type chalkboard. of Pinterest chalkboard type of label. Yes. Very beautiful. Okay. I think I know why that's called Pinot um, Evil now. Why? Because that's the shit you drink at the end of the night after you've done... When you just want to maintain your drunk. <clears throat> and when you've done, like, some pretty shady shit. Yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. That's why it's called Pinot Evil. And pos- that's why it tastes like it does, because at that point, you don't fucking care. You can't even taste the vinegar and stuff at that point. And I personally think that if you drink enough of this shit, the headache that you will have in the morning will be sent from hell itself. Yeah. So, yeah. But you All know right. what? It feels good in the chest, so we'll see... It tastes a little like crude oil, but we're going to fat. We're going to fat. We got this. Control. All right. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. First on the agenda is an update on candidates. Miss Ray. So what the update is, is who has left the building. Right. Okay. So first, uh, we have Jay Inslee, which, let's be honest, he was not looking like he was going to make it, but... It is a little sad to see because he was the leader when it came to climate change. Go ahead like, and steal my time. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> wow. See, we try not to pre-pod, right? guys. And and but but we have to talk about what we're going to talk about before we talk about it. But here's the thing. And so we we pre-pod a little bit so that we can get some of our stuff in order. I feel like we're potting all the time. We, we are. are potting all the time. Like, but we literally need to have cameras honest. and microphones following us all the time. When but. we say Jay Inslee, what what two words do you think of? Climate change. Like, that's it. Nothing. No, it, it is really sad because I really felt like he was the one that was going to, if for anything, especially given the walkout yesterday at the DNC, where they voted down the resolution to have a debate purely on climate right. change, Having someone like Jay was important to push that through, but now it's like not to say that any of the candidates don't have great platforms on this, but he right. he was really well thought out. His was really well. Like thought he out. wasn't going to get right. the nomination, but he at least kept that topic. Oh yeah, absolutely. And at, we were at saying the, at earlier, the top of the list for people. We would like to see him become the director of the EPA, for example, yes. instead of getting somebody from Exxon Mobil to be, right. you know, the director. And then of the had EPA. actually sued exactly. the EPA like a hundred thousand times. <laughs> right. What a douchebag! Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. 
It's yeah. Pruitt. Scott, Scott Pruitt. Pruitt. Yeah. I wouldn't have been able to think of his name until you said Scott. And I was like, fucking Pruitt. Scott. But he will live on as the teacher in South Park. And or the, that's taking a little further. Wrong guy. Damn. I'm wrong. I'm wrong. But, Scott, you know who Scott Pruitt is? He's Chad's, like, third cousin removed by marriage. He's such a, and he was, such a white he was dude. also named Chad. <laughs> wow. You guys are terrible. He is, though. He's that okay, guy. Okay, so let's, let's, yeah. let's so take Jay a Lee, Jay Inslee. Yes. So the in, thing is. In memoriam this, this week. The, we are. We're doing a little in Jay Inslee. Is he has been a two-term governor for Washington. He did at least step down and is going to do a third. He's going to run for a third, which is likely that he'll get it. So the good news is, is that there are a lot of really strong candidates that are running. And we talk a lot of shit about it, but it's only because we don't want to see these people just sitting out for the next two to four years yeah. because they lost right. the primary. Absolutely. And uh, let's see if I had anything else with him. I think that's it. Yeah. You know, he just failed to meet the polling threshold in the third Democratic yeah. debate, and he just realized that's it. And you honestly, it. there's no point in being there. This is the time to just start it dropping is. off, do the right thing, drop off, and find where that's you That's why we have the thresholds. Right. Exactly. Right, who's next? Next up is <laughs> Mishy's boy, Hickenlooper. That's that's who I was thinking. I was thinking ahead of time. And you Bye. know what? That's... That's okay. He he will definitely be on next week's episode of South Park. Why I'm <laughs> He's not heartbroken about this. He's probably smoking a doobie somewhere, unbothered by this, and probably just going to keep on trucking. Well, and the thing is, is that uh, for those that don't remember... I'm sure that's a really fun fucking... name to say when you're high. I love that. Hickenlooper. But for those that don't remember, because a lot of these third-tier candidates all start to blend together, he is the former Colorado governor. Damn, right? Third-tier candidate? Look. Shade. I'm sorry. Damn. I, look, I call them as a season. Okay? <laughs> but he did, as he stepped down, he stepped down. So in between last week's pod and this week's pod, he stepped down. And then and now he he's running for Senate. Announced that he is going to run for Senate. But here's the thing is because we're in Texas and we don't have a clue who's running for all these different Senate races outside of our own for the most part. Yeah. We just tend to be in our own bubble. Right. That he's challenging Colorado Senator Cory Gardner, who is one of the most hated Republican senators, but also is seen as very vulnerable. So it's a hotly contested primary, hmm, much like our presidential primary. Right. Is. And so there are currently over a dozen Dems already in that race. So he's going from one busy party to another one. And he's, he's receiving some backlash for entering that. Because people are seeing it as he's looking at this as a... Uh, An opportunity to capitalize off of his run mm -hmm. for... For president. Briefly, yeah. this short-lived run yes. for president. Yes. And then today, almost missed this one because it came in under the wire today, was... Representative Seth Moulton of Massachusetts, and y'all may not remember him because I think of he, what right? Massachusetts. Okay. Don't you talk shit about the way I, I was say just. It. I, I was, was born she's there. From there. I can I, say it how I want. To. I, I just asked. I want the people to chime in. Does Massachusetts have a Z in it? We would like to hear from the drunk delegates. Yeah, comment below. We've been having this argument half of the day today. <laughs> Maybe that's how the Queen said it. I speak the you queen. You can trust her with a lot of shit. Look, I, I'm, I'm, I'm walking and speaking the queen's English, right? Oh, but my gosh. Seth, we hardly knew you. You've dropped out of this presidential race. Your yeah, candidacy like, has emphasized your um, 
your centrist politics and your military service, and you gain no traction with the damn voters. We barely remember who the hell was you he are. Was he in any of the debates? He made it to the first round. I don't think he made it in the second round. I don't round. remember us making if fun of him. If he made it in the, the second <laughs> round, I don't remember him. No, he was, I believe he's the guy that I posted and said, does anybody know who this man is? I, I posted about so him. So we did make I was, fun of him, but it was about the fact that we didn't know who the fuck he was. Yeah, because I literally posted, I was like, hop on who this, because I did not know who he was. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my god! I gosh. did not. Uh, oh, that's funny. Anything to add on those three? No. Okay, so the next one we have is, uh, well, the next two, actually, are not so much ones that have left, but they are ones who have let their plans be known. Mm-hmm. Beto has put it out there that I will not be running for Senate, so shut the fuck up about it. Right. Quit asking me. Quit asking. I'm committed to this. Win, lose, or draw. Right. I'm not running for Senate. And then Stacey Abrams, who up until recently was not even ruling out, I might jump in and run for president. Like, right. she was keeping all her fucking options open. Mm-hmm. And she has come out and said that she will not be running for anything, that she is going to focus on a campaign called Fair Fight 2020, which aims to protect voters in 2020 from suppression, intimidation, and other abuses that interfere with a fair election. And this is just perfect for her because I know everybody probably remembers. she got fucking royally screwed. She got fucked in 2018. Yes, she should be the fucking governor right now. Yes, she got screwed with the Georgia governor race in 2018. Lost by only 55,000 votes, which is insane. Which technically, mm, did she really? Because there was some massive recount issues. There was all kinds of stuff. She never even... And where those votes were and Some of them were stored in boxes Uh in broom closets. They had so people just, coming up and taking people's mail-in votes. Uh-huh. Yeah, there's very shady shit that happened. And because the guy that won was the Secretary of State, there's just so much... Can we say conflict of interest? Yes, so much right. shady shit going on there. And she just conceded to that she didn't win the race. Is that she was not going to be declared the winner. Yeah. Not that she had the least. Oh yeah, she ne- yeah she never she conceded very, that yeah. he beat her. No, no, absolutely Good for her not. too. And this, this is my favorite kind of servant i don't call people like this like politicians these are public servants when you realize that there's a problem you're genuinely into it because you want to do the work and you realize the system is flawed so you allocate all your resources towards fixing the problem and this isn't something that's just like the nucleus is just georgia this is focusing on a majority of the southern states where we know that we have voter protection issues and we're great at suppressing the vote down here so this is going to be groundbreaking work as far as like how elections are conducted here in the South going forward. In some of the states, it's going to be Louisiana, Mississippi, Kentucky, uh, which I don't know. I don't have to tell you what that looks like. And the police will be involved in Florida too because there was some shady shit happening in Florida. There's always shady shit. I actually in would look forward to her and Gilliam teaming oh, up. Oh yeah, yeah. And oh. going on a voter protection initiative and coming like the fucking Justice League. Of voter protection and making sure that elections are fair and equitable. So I'm really excited about this for her. Yeah, I'm really, really and, excited. You, and for us too. Yeah, and you hit the nail on the head when you said she's got a servant's heart. I mean, yeah. she came to her rise as an activist, and I know a lot of people didn't realize that, especially those of us that are not in Georgia. Texas so fucking huge. All it occupies most of us in Texas. It's all we can do to keep up with Texas. Yeah. Yes, it's a lot. But she. This is it. This is where her heart is. And she knows 
Honestly, if she was to run, most likely the same exact thing is going to happen because the same people are in power. And so she figures, why waste my time? Let me get to the root of the problem. Absolutely. And I'm reminded of this quote. I had to go Google looking for it because I couldn't remember exactly what the words were. But it says, put your good where it will do the most by Tom Wolfe. And that just reminds me so much of that is that she knows this is where I'm going to do the most good. Yeah, I'm just, I'm really excited about this for her. And voter protection is, it's one step towards making sure that we're preserving, preserving the integrity of our elections. And I'm really excited about it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I love it. Um, Because not only is she wanting to protect the votes that have been cast, but she wants to make sure that everybody has the opportunity to vote. Right. Right. That is a U.S. citizen. Right. Um, Because uh, I don't know how many people realize this, but since 2008, when Obama first won, they were like, oh, hell no, we can't have this shit happen again. Mm -hmm. So ever since then, the GOP and the far right have closed four to 500 polling locations from Texas all the way to Georgia. And that has a huge impact on rural people, people of color, poor people who don't have access to transportation, who can't drive mm-hmm. 50 miles, who can't take off work took for half off, a day. And they took them off college campuses. Yes. So that's affecting young people. They tried to affect the groups of people that typically vote Democrat. Vote for Democrats. <clears throat> yes. Yeah. That, 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 that have typically voted for Democrats. Yes. And, and they were very successful about it. And, oh, yeah. And, and they also did it in plain sight and we I'm not going to say we let it happen but this is why you vote locally this is why you vote for your city councilman this is why you vote for every state office especially your county commissioner yes yeah this is this is every single position from your water district mayor city council person school county board. commissioner school board all of that because all of these people are making these kind of decisions because a polling location and where you also get your voter ID card, right. right, which that was a whole big thing, too, about the voter ID card, is, you know, driver's license offices, right, mm-hmm. government offices. Right. And they're like, oh, you now you have to have this amount of population for this to, for us to have a polling location here. Oh, you don't have that much population here. We're taking that away. Speaking of that. And it just, it, it just, it really, over four years, just happened right in front of us. And it's all because of all that shit. Especially in Texas, I'm going to take a moment to Big tell time. just a quick story of my frustration. I don't know. I've been told you guys this. So, my driver's license expired on my birthday this month, which was not this month, this year. Which is, I was going to say, no. Sorry. Which is Hello Wine, which was May the 9th of this year. Being that I am a non-citizen, I have to go to the driver's license office to go and renew my driver's license. Oh, you can't do it online. No, because I have to go show my papers and all of that, which I'm fine with that. I will go and I'll do it. That's the rule. Yeah. But we have an issue with driver's license offices because I, I've been so frustrated and I haven't told you guys, but I've been to the DPS now more than three times to renew this driver's license. And every single time, we, I can't even get in the building in order for you to even, you have to do it by appointment, but appointments are only open exactly at 6.59 a.m. And you have to fight everybody else online to secure a spot. Otherwise, you stand outside, I shit you not, with 150 other it's been people. All over the news. I went there the other day. Because I took, you're a green card holder, no, you no, have no. to make an appointment? No, no, no just no. in general. Everybody has to. Because you either... 
you either make an appointment if you're needing to go to a location that is one of these super centers, or if you're lucky enough, like my town, I don't know how we still have one. We have a population of 100,000. But I, I haven't, just I haven't in had to go in like four years. But mine yeah. expires this year as well, and I'm going to have to go down. Probably. You might be able to renew online, which you God will. bless you if you're able you will. to. You will. I hope so. So I go over there. This is my third time since May going up there. And keep in mind, I'm taking time off of work saying, I have to go renew my driver's license. And then I come back again and say, I need more time off so I can go renew my driver's license. They're like, holy shit, girl. Like, you're just... I get turned away every time. They don't understand because I didn't even know that, Missy. Like they don't. Your employer doesn't they understand. They don't. And I mean, because they just do it online, and you're like, it doesn't work. That it way. doesn't work that and way. That is so fucking intentional. Yeah. That's so fucking, and that's oh. And so it's me no and a bunch of other 150 people standing outside, hundred degree weather, hundred and eight that day, hot ass Texas. I actually started to feel lightheaded, and this the deep the DPS didn't close until six p.m. I was told that there was no way I was going to be seen at two fifty in the afternoon, that they were already Insane. at capacity, and that there was no way. And so I went and I said, "Okay, I need to level with you here. At this point, you're putting me in a situation where if I get pulled over driving, I am going to get a ticket." Now, a ticket is not a big deal for a regular other person, but I am in pursuit of citizenship right now. And, that and can be- any little thing that is breaking the law, which driving with an expired driver's license it's is breaking the law, you're putting me in jeopardy. Can you issue me something saying that I've been here three times and I have sought to renew this driver's license? Oh, we can't do that. Maybe you should show up here at 5 a.m., sir, but you don't open until 8 30 and you close at five you have bankers hours i'm sorry i don't know what to tell you try to get an appointment yeah well i've done that so this whole thing is so cyclical and i'm so frustrated because now i'm at a point where i'm not really driving to work anymore i'm not driving anywhere really i don't blame you because if i get pulled over all i have to show is an expired driver's license. Do you think the police officer is going to give a fuck that I've been to the DPS and you, more than three times? You look like you're on the verge of tears right now. I'm so frustrated. I am because I'm so frustrated. And it's these little systemic things that we set up that build obstacles for people who are like marginalized. or who have What is the issue between me renewing my driver's license online when you can easily speak to Homeland Security who will say, okay, her shit is valid. You want to put me through the inconvenience of coming to stand in the heat and faint. One girl literally fainted. It was in the newspapers. Standing mm-hmm. in line trying to get a driver's license. It's like trying to get a driver's license in a third world country. And this is America where the systems all talk to each other when they want to. But God forbid you want to renew a driver's license and do the lawful thing. You have to jump through all of these hoops. So, so that's exactly this what is, that is. And this is this is the process you have to go through even if you you started doing this before it was actually expired. Right. Right. To try to get it done before it before. expires. Because I know that if you let your driver's license expire, yeah. that's when even US citizens have to go up there. And so apparently you and can apparently now you have to make an appointment to do that. Fuck I did not. Well, you don't have to. It's recommended. Your chances are better. It's recommended. But because now there's so few of these places. 
that they're bombarded. Right. The thing is, is they're calling them mega centers, but the re- because they'll have one, they they keep one open or they open one for every and three then they or four, shut down the rest three or four. Around. But here's the thing: they're not making them four times bigger. Nope. They're like twice as big, and it's now supposed to take the place of four. Right. Have you watched the people that get to go in there? Is there a difference in the people that get to go in there? Well, so it's funny you should mention it. Also, part of you've been there three times. It it also one of the things that's really interesting is that it was me and a bunch of a a lot of immigrants standing outside. One partly due to the makeup of like the areas, like the colony, Carrollton, and all of that. But I noticed it was a lot of people who were in my situation because I'm standing in line thinking, "I'm surely I'm the only person with this problem." There's another person who was like, "Dude, like I'm in the middle of like trying to." do my citizenship too and I have to renew all of this stuff and my work permit is only valid up until a certain time so if the work permit expires before I can come in here and get a driver's license then now I'm screwed because now I have to wait for a renewal of a work permit to then renew the driver's license so we're all standing out there and we're exchanging sob stories and it really fucking sucks and then one of the things that they have tried to do to remedy the problem is that if you are a citizen and it does expire and you haven't done it before, if it's within two years, you can renew online, which is great. But why can you extend that like to everybody else if you already right. have their info? It's not hard. Like immigrants, everybody knows that people who come in are trapped. Like Homeland Security knows where I am. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, they know where you are way more than they know where we are. So if oh, yeah. you want to verify my things and to see if I'm still in status, all you have to do is just Go to Homeland Security. Like, that's yeah. why we build this agency, agencies, a little wine. Yeah. So that's just a little of my frustration. I came into that because I wanted to talk about people who will say, okay, so what? Driver's license office right around the corner or get a bus, take a day trip. It's not that easy because that's what the system is designed to do. Because yeah, right. now, if I didn't work for a great company or I didn't have all of this time off, I would be in a jeopardy of like, okay, you're not really going to go get a driver's license, are you? Because you show up here with nothing, but you keep saying that you're getting a driver's license. So and my you come dr- in back with a tan. What's wrong with this? I <laughs> think you spent the day you? by the pool. Right. So it's 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 a fucked up situation. Yeah. So did you see a difference in who got to go in for their appointments and who didn't? Oh, it was definitely a difference. I'm not trying to accuse DPS of like being racist, just, but the the system a experience right of three times going there. Yeah. Were there more light? Oh, yeah, no, still people, people of color in. out there. And, and the funny part is that the colony in Carrollton, all that are not heavy people of color districts or cities, but you could tell that a lot of people who were in this land were either non-citizens you know, citizens who were trying to renew, and the process was just getting difficult. So it's definitely a lot of mm-hmm. brown spectrum people standing Wait. outside. So now we've added, okay, so now to your challenge, we've added the fact that now your driver's license expired, so right. you're not driving. Nope. So you and your husband have to go. Right. And so he has to take the day off work yes. for you to go as well. Yes. Oh, shit. Yes. Yeah. And in the summer, you had the kiddos with you? Mm-hmm. Okay, so now on one hand, it's like the plus side is that, okay, kids are in school, so great. The kids are in school, they don't have to go with you. Right. The downside is, you can't go until they dropped them off at school because you can't drop them off at five o'clock in the morning. Nope. To go and stand in yeah. line. Absolutely. So it's just one of those hurdles that when a system sets out to do something, which is what I was saying, it's not that I feel like the workers at the DPS are being like racist and keeping all the brown people outside. It's the, the system. system has made it that so that that's the outcome. Yeah. And that's why it's important yeah. to challenge laws like these. Right. 
Because it's intentional in how the system is designed to produce this kind of result. There are probably people at the DPS that are just as frustrated with the system oh, yeah. as oh. the people that are standing out there because they have to hear it. Absolutely. And God bless their hearts. They were handing out water, ice water, umbrellas, also because you yeah. you don't want to be the one in the Dallas Morning News that three people passed out standing outside of your DPS location. Right. So they were really trying to prevent that. Sorry I went on a tangent. That's okay. It kind of flows into... Yeah. Uh, the next thing that we wanted to talk about, which was a lot would have to happen for this to be done. Right. But right now, I, I nothing will surprise me. Oh, nothing. no. Nothing. No. Uh, but, you know, the orange man is talking about overturning the 14th Amendment. God damn, we're the fucking segue queens. <laughs> With, and, and for those of you that, that, that um, don't know, or, you know, it's been a long time since so you just went to school. Totally get it. Like, sometimes <laughs> I have to look back, right? Absolutely. But there's, but there's certain amendments you always remember. This is one of them for me. Uh, 14th Amendment basically gives um, you your birthright <laughs> as a citizen. If you're born in this country, you can be a citizen. So if you're born in the United States, you're a fucking citizen. End of, end of story. There's no ifs, ands, buts. There's, there's no... There's no fuzziness to it or anything. Or even on that a base, is a, a military yes. base or outside. Is, yeah, any U.S. Yep. territory... Or, or within the continental United States. Absolutely. Um, you are a fucking citizen. And, of course, the Orange Man wants to return that because, obviously, this is going to affect a lot of Latinos. Oh, well, right? you don't People say. People of color and Lent. Yeah, right. At a time where the demographics in this country are shifting overwhelmingly black and brown. Right. What would be the benefit of doing something like this at such a time? Right. Oh. Yeah. Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean... I, I still think he might have dementia, but he has these moments of clarity where he's smart in an evil way. I mean, this is a smart thing to do if you're a fucking racist, bigoted piece of shit. Oh, absolutely. And since we're being the fucking segue queens today, this scares me even more with RBG yes. hanging on. Right. And this is shifting us over to a majority conservative Supreme Court. So this is not as far-fetched as you people think no. it is. Right. So it, on that, let's quick give a run up. Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Uh, they just announced today, today or yesterday? yesterday. It was no, it was all news all day today. But I didn't okay. watch news yesterday. So she, she had some tumors removed from yeah, her she, pancreas. She has pancreatic cancer. They removed them. Which they is, said the first of all, you don't ever really ever touch the pancreas. So the fact that they removed the tumors was scary. I, pancreas is a fucking terrifying. mess. It is a mess. Yeah. I mean, if you remember Patrick Swayze, he died in forty like forty three days. Dude, it was so it ravaged him. Yeah, I mean, so this and is, she doesn't and he, have much. He to caught it in the late stage. Yeah. So, but that that is the problem with pancreatic cancer is usually it's not caught until stage four, right? Until stage yeah, until a very late stage. So yeah, we're we're like RGB, just like light a candle. I mean, I mean RBG. I keep calling it R- yeah. Is it RBG? RBG. Yeah. Hang in there, honey. I mean, <laughs> we love you. <laughs> But like, whatever thread, right. I don't know. I don't remember the skit. I don't know if it was Saturday Night Live or if it was South Park. I can't remember which one, but it's like her as a robot. Oh, like my she's God. got all these mechanical parts. I and will it's like, take it. I'm like, if if NASA is working on something like this, she's a great candidate. And I know that there's <laughs> some keep people her alive as much as long as possible. There's some people probably at home thinking, "What does this have anything to do with this? What is the significance of this?" Supreme Court justices are appointed for a lifetime. So we're leaning very heavily conservative. We're and already at five, it's five four with maybe one that one kind moderate. of John Roberts, right? Yeah. Uh, no, he stepped down. It's Kennedy, Kennedy, Kennedy. It's Kennedy that, that Kennedy is goes. kind of mo- he swings back and forth. 
So yeah. if anything, he goes both ways, <laughs> he hasn't always. He has just recently started doing that, which is a blessing. Yeah. When you lose, if we lose our BG knock on wood, unless the Democrats figure out a way to marry Garland, whatever appointee would be coming next, Trump has is definitely well within his right to appoint another justice who he that did. will serve, who will probably coming in like fucking 31 years old, exactly. healthy as a fucking ox, ready to conservative shit on us for the next 70 years. So all of those protections, like the 14th Amendment, Roe v. Wade, all of that bullshit, out of here. And if you thought Kavanaugh was bad, I can't even imagine who his next guy would be. Right? But another thing, too, for the 14th Amendment, and we'd have to look this up because it's been a while since I looked it up, but I think you also have to have, to get an amendment, basically, like, next, I think you have to, we need to look this to up. To overturn an amendment? Not overturn. Yeah, that's what you want to do is overturn Yeah, you want to overturn, overturn an amendment. Well, you're repealing an amendment. Yeah. Repeal. That's what it is. But don't you have to have, like, um, also, not just the Supreme Court, I but don't it. you also have let to have me, states, a certain number of states well, you that ratify it? First, you got to, Congress is where you're going to start. Right. Ray, did you pull it up? Yeah, I'm trying to find a quick note. Uh, well, it, first, from my understanding, is that it must first be passed by Congress with two-thirds majorities in both the House and the Senate. Then three-fourths of the state must ratify the amendment. That's what it is. That's done either through getting the state legislatures to approve it or by ratifying conventions. Yeah. Because if you remember, we had prohibition. Right. And then we had amendment to repeal prohibition. So it would yes. be the same thing. Um, and just, just a little note, I won't go deep into it, but... If you don't know where the 14th Amendment, where it came from, look up the name Dred, Dred Scott. I have a nice... And that Supreme Court right. uh, ruling. And then that out of that came the 14th Amendment. So it's a very interesting read for anybody who wants to know like how we decided that we were going to have the 14th and Amendment. And I got an infographic on amending the U.S. Constitution, and I'll add it to the... Oh, that'd be group. awesome. That would be awesome. So, again, if you have a chance, if you want to know more history about the 14th Amendment... Read about the Dred Scott story, and that's the 14th Amendment came out of that. Very interesting read. Uh, so I do have a question about that. Yes. Is, does, more so than a question about a statement, how much of this do you think is just like... Diversion? Given, <laughs> given the base a hard on, like, ooh, yeah, I would like to see that happen. Like, you know, for we, I've always said, like, right now, we're currently in the middle of white supremacist's last stand. So... The people who are at home who are, like, looking for something to be excited for Trump to vote on, hate has always been a great vehicle for him mm -hmm. to drive that that campaign. With him saying something like this at a time where people are like, ooh, demographics are shifting. Texas is now Absolutely. almost a blue state. How much of this is actually serious? And how much of this is probably one of those, like, we're going to build a fucking wall just to get him into the office the next cycle? I mean, I think for... Probably half of that population, the mm -hmm. GOPs or whatever. I think it is very serious. I think it's 50-50. I'm right there with you. Yeah. And I think for Trump. Which is it's why it's 50, so fucking 50. terrifying. Oh, absolutely. Because they will fix elections. They will suppress voting. They will do all of that. They've been doing it. Yes. My God, Al Gore should have been our president, guys. Like, I'm not fucking joking exactly. with you. Like, they threw votes away. Oh, they absolutely. will do anything. Absolutely. And this, and this, and this is it. the end game, Mishy. And this I'm is the telling end game. you. Just like the fucking fucked up person who's running for city council in Marysville 
Michigan, uh-huh. who said we need to keep Marysville white. I don't know if y'all read about that. I story. did read about Some that. Some fucked up shit. And that drives them white folk to the pole, honey. Yeah. Tell them they got to, they got luckily, a chance to keep some shit white. Yeah. Oh. Luckily, everybody else who was running was like looking at her, going, "Oh my god, I can't believe you just said that." <laughs> you know. Yeah. But and a lot see, of people, like I said, what I said, right. bitch. <laughs> right. But that is definitely the end game. Yeah. Right. Um. To have. And I don't think it's to have an all-white society. What it's about is... It's just classism. Exactly. Yeah. It's for whites to be in power. Absolutely. They, oh, they want right. they want non-whites here. Yeah. Because they want them to do all the work. But not in their stratosphere where they're trying to get their mm-hmm. shit done. They want the classist system. And I have a tinfoil hat. I was just about to say tin some shit about... So, I think... Another end game of these of these China trade wars, all all of this stuff, bring work here, blah blah blah, is specifically so. Yeah, so we have factories here, we have work that that's done here, but who do, who does it? Right, right, and that's that that is honestly, and I'm and I'm not talking. This is not just people of color. I think it's also just for poor poor people. people. Yeah. I'm gonna add. I'm gonna add to you one more reason why we need to get rid of the abortion laws. Where, where, I'm sorry, that we need to institute abortion laws so that we can get rid of abortions happening. Because how else are you going to have your cheap, lowest working class if you don't have If you don't have the baby-making factories. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Because you and I, at 19, if we'd had a bit, we, well, we had babies, but you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We know what financial situations we were in. If everyone was having their babies at 19 or younger, getting knocked up, Having babies, pumping them out. You can't get your birth control. Young folks, y'all gonna fuck, okay? Yeah. So there yeah. will be yeah. lots of I mean, I of think babies. I think that there are, it, it, and it sounds tinfoil hat, but by God, we can look at other, we can look at other civilizations, we can look at other countries. Where we they, can look at here. Shit. I know, but I'm just saying, even if you look at the history of other places yeah. where they have done stuff like this, mm-hmm. where they have a working class, that doesn't have any say. Yeah. So it's taking their, your, we take your U.S. citizenship away. Guess what? You can't vote. No, you can't. You have no say. You can't sue. Mm-mm. You can't have property. You can't have workers' rights. You can't have rights. We can treat you like fucking shit, mm-hmm. which is what they do. We to undocumented immigrants. These, these fucking factories where they hire undocumented immigrants, they do it on fucking purpose. Why else would people come here to work and get their dream because they know they can come here and get hired because, again, they also take a lot of shit. We, we, we talked about this last time that even yeah. these people who hire, it's they just, face no consequences. Nothing. And right. they even call ICE on their own people so that they can get deported before they can pay them their money. Right, right. So it's, it's a... It's, 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 yeah, it's, it's a it's, I know people want to say it's tinfoil head time, but I am so scared at this point that I'm actually at the point in my mind where I feel like if this... Fucker loses this presidency, we're gonna have a hard time getting him out. I don't think he's just gonna leave Willa Neely. Oh, you sound like Bill Maher. Bill Maher's been saying that since the first day he took office. But he I said, know, honey, he if will there's, not leave. If there is one thing I know as an African gal, as I know a dictator brewing when I see one, <laughs> yeah, he's gonna be a problem getting. He is not walking off <laughs> like the four, his, his forty-four so predecessors from Gabe. <laughs> he wants, like Trevor Noah said, he wants to be an African dictator so bad. He does. He does. He does. He wants and to be all Kim of the Jong-un. people who are all the people he admires. 
The people he wants to be buddy buddy with. Dictator. He endorsed nothing he hates more than looking weak and losing a presidency as a one-term president and then giving up that without, like, a fight. He'll forever be the laughing stock. He's not giving that shit up easy, y'all. We're in for a ride. Yeah. I, I do believe that our military, at the end of the day, still holds their oath to truth and that they would march him out. That might be what it takes, and that won't be good. It won't be. It won't, it won't be, easy. be good it for won't be us. Fun. I mean, at this point, I'm not it that I'm shitting on the military. Some... I'm not shitting on the military, but they're out here doing military parades and shit be- because that's what their president that's says. What their but president when a, but said. when a new president is elected, then they do their duty. I, I, I I'm hoping. To. I'm right. hoping. Right. I do. because we have to have some kind of glimmer, like glimmer tiny, yes. like through a peephole. I, I like to think hope, secret but, service. Be like, look, Tubby McGee, I got you. <laughs> you out of here. You out of here. You better be glad you're not going out in an orange jumpsuit and some fucking handcuffs. Get on the fucking helicopter right. and get the fuck out of here. And honestly, as, as, and, maybe, and let Elizabeth Warren in. <laughs> <laughs> or whoever. I'm not saying I'm, that I she's my number one. Totally, I'm just saying that that sounds good. At this point, let Elizabeth, whoever, let them in. And here's the thing. I, I'm just, y'all... When I think about this, the one of the things that always sets the United States apart of any of the other countries is the how seamless the exchange of power has been. It is insane. It is something that we watch in other countries yeah. when they do that handshake. One is going on the helicopter, like when Obama. One day. When Obama came in, and George Bush was leaving, as y'all know, I, I, I got a soft spot for George Bush, but I literally cried because it was my first election that I could remember. As a girl who would come from a dictatorship well, you for 30 years. On it. You worked right. on it. You worked on the Obama campaign. Right. So, I mean, so yeah. I had come from a dictatorship of 30 years. And here it goes. And this was a shift of power. Not only from a Republican to a Democrat. This was from a white Southern Republican to the first black president of the United States. And he's getting on the chopper. And Obama is coming in. They're shaking hands. George Bush has written a letter for him and he's left him like I cried watching that and I was like this is what makes America America oh, this I mean, right here it makes it makes and me it makes me choked up right now it, it makes me I, choked well, up right now because it's like it's in danger well I remember when he won yeah and he made the speech in Chicago like Oprah introduced him the whole thing oh, and then yeah. he and then he like you know then he said a speech and then the helicopter I mean the whole thing was the like I kept thing. thinking I'm gonna wake up. <laughs> Somebody's gonna, and I'm gonna be like, I just had the most wonderful For dream. dream. And we were all fearful. Yeah. Him we all getting out of the car, waving, who's gonna get a set. But that's that change. Everybody's that like, don't drive in a convertible. Do not ride in a convert. Like there was like such scare. It was of, such scare, and, and for any. Yeah. Any American who has never like lived overseas in a dictatorship and the same president for like thirty years or whatever. It's something that I think is easy to take for granted. Oh, we totally do. Like that yeah. that exchange of power when you see it happen and you've come from like a, a system that is oppressive and you see them do it, it is an amazing thing to watch. Yeah. And that is in danger, so we must preserve democracy. And, and we've taken granted of it we've taken it for granted for too long. Absolutely. Right? And that's when it becomes in danger because we don't stay involved in all this stuff. All right, we'll wrap it up. Content and please. I know. <laughs> Um, so we'll take a short break. Be right back. You need to watch Mad Men. 
Oh, that's what, baby, best series of all time. That. And that's what women did. Oh, man. I How long so did she stay in that marriage? Dude, she went crazy. In that right? She fucking died of lung cancer. Her husband was hot, though. And then yeah, the worst part that bothered me is that the doctor wouldn't even tell her. They never even told her what she had. No. Yeah. They never told her she had lung cancer. Yeah. All right. And on that happy note, welcome back <laughs> to Drunk Bitches and Politics. <laughs> okay, we're going to get into... I know it's going to sound like we're talking about sports, sports ball, um, but it, it, there's a lot more that, that goes into this. And I think when people see the headlines, they think immediately, oh, this is just about football. Or or even that this is some hip-hop shit. Like, or uh, hip-hop. Right, right. Because right. it's Jay-Z, it's NFL, so it's either about, like you said, it's about hip-hop music or it's about football. Right. But this... It's actually a very political story. Very, it is on, political origins. It's where it starts yeah, off. Yeah. Um, has a lot of different moving parts. Right. Uh, Mishy, if you'll give us kind of maybe like the, the lowdown. The lowdown on it. Well, wow, it's really loaded. And it's really the tough. The controversy surrounding the, J- the Jay-Z, the NFL Absolutely. relationship. I will be glad to do that. Oh, but do we want to? Sorry. Oh, yes. We're going to pop Damn another it. bottle. Please. Pop yes. Another we'll bottle. pop another bottle. And... <laughs> Would we're, it two, be, we're like two and a half bottles in now so far, so we're going to pop a bottle. Would it really be a pot if we didn't get a Texas variety? It no, would not it would not. Not a good pod. Not a good pod. So today we have... So the, obviously this is the wine you picked out. <laughs> yes, of obviously. Today we have one of Texas' finest from Fredericksburg, Texas. Ooh. This is Becker Vineyards. From where? Fredericksburg, Texas. Fredericksburg. Fredericksburg. Hello, wine. What did I say? Fredericksburg. You said Fredericksburg. Oh, oh my God. You said Fredericksburg. From Fredericksburg. Where you can. This is this is one of the places I want to take y'all because you can walk around town with wine or beer. Hold on. Let's start that over because I sound like I'm being shitty making fun of you. No, you're fine. Playing. That's you're okay. Fine. So this is, I guess, the Vegas of Texas. <laughs> We'll, we'll save that for another pot. So, what is it, Ray? Fredericksburg, Texas. Fredericksburg. Fredericksburg, Texas. Jesus. It's, it's a German town. This is by Becker Vineyards, and it is their Merlot 2015, and it is made right here at home on the Texas Prairie, honey, in Texas Hill Country. All the delicious soil that Texas produces for great wines. People don't know this, and I know some of y'all probably shit on me at home. Like, what is this bitch in Texas wines? First of all, it's the economy, stupid. I'm keeping the economy alive by drinking my weight in Texas wine. But the other thing to remember is that the stars at night are big and bright. Deep in the heart of Texas. And then everybody else who's not from Texas just dropped the pot. Just yeah, exactly. No, they because no, they the, didn't. there is one thing about Texas: they're obnoxious and they're annoying. You right. never go anywhere where someone talks about being from would not tell you that they're from Texas. There's actually a joke like, "How do you know someone is from Texas?" They tell you they're <laughs> from Texas when you nobody read. walks up to you say, "Hi, I'm Joan from <laughs> Iowa." I did this. But if they're from Texas, it's the first thing that the, comes the, out of their mouth. Absolutely. Exactly. I did this on a cruise. I was te- I was there with a friend from my sister, who's from Texas. Who's right. Me, a friend from New York and a friend from Missouri. And I said, I guarantee you, if there's anyone that's here from Texas, they will finish this song for me. And I went, the stars at night are big and bright. And then you heard. 
deep in the heart of Texas. <laughs> it is it is the mating call of Texas. It is. It is. Houston, Texas. That's where they were from. <laughs> I, I didn't know that other states didn't fly their state flag. Like we do. In every fucking the, yard. The, the like you, we do here. Until you. I started venturing out to other states when I grew up. And I was like, wait. What, I don't even know what other state flags look well, like. Well, look like, honey, but you know that Texas flag with the white and the red and the star. Like, and Texas loves Texas like Kanye loves Kanye. <laughs> and that is even, that is, I don't, it, that is so accurate. And sometimes here, you might not even see a United States flag on every asshole, but you're going to see a damn Texas flag. Yeah, that's right. And it was so funny because someone was telling a joke. I don't remember what comedian this was. And it was like, people in Texas don't actually think that they're part of the South. Because when you refer to them as, oh, you're from Texas, you're from the South. They're like, no, 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 I'm not from the South. I'm from Texas. Like, you don't, you don't understand. Let me, let, let me just stop at this for you, okay? I'm from Texas. Texas. Yes. Exactly. So, thus, we take deep pride in the state of Texas. And we support Texas vineyards and wineries much more because it is home turf and we appreciate it. So, this is a Merlot. Smooth. Ray, what are the notes in a Merlot, Ray? Give me Merlot, the- it has notes of blackberry. Mm-hmm. Crickets. <laughs> crickets? Because <laughs> there were crickets. Notes, notes of barbecue. Notes of Texas barbecue. Um, no, so yes. Blackberries, little smokiness, a little oaky flavor. Very smooth. Great wine and cheese I was going to say wine. oak. Yes, it is. It is aged in oak barrels most of the time, and it is a delicious wine. It is a great table wine to pair with food. You can never go wrong. It's very delicious and smooth wine, not as harsh as a Cabernet. It's almost as close to what you would want and nor to taste like if you didn't get it from Satan's seventh layer. So. <laughs> It is a delicious variety, and I do love. It's one of those standard table ones. You have a, you have your cabernets, and you have your merlots, and you're just gonna find it on everybody's dining room table. It's good, nice wine. You should have been a wine rep. No, I should not have been. I would have, <laughs> I would have been getting high on my own supply. <laughs> I, I'm the person that goes on wine tastings and actually swallows the wine. <laughs> okay, Michigan, like I don't drive. I I Uber myself. I Uber, calls. I Uber right. So anybody want to take a guess on um, our ALC here? Fourteen point two. No, it's a lighter wine. Are you trying to prices right me? She is totally trying to price this right me because I always say 14.3. She's totally She's trying to price right me. She's trying to steal right your me. points. <sighs> it is 13.8. Bitch, you read the fucking book. No, I didn't. Yes, you did. No, I did. Why did she think always, pumpkin eater? Why does she always think I'm lying? Because you're either really off or always spot on. I, I and I just, you don't never have a middle ground. She's over here like 26. <laughs> and then uh, the next thing, she's just like right on the money to the decimal point. Yes, ma'am. It is 13.8. Way to go, Michelle. Look at you go. Look, I win, and she tells me I'm cheating. I'm just saying. Okay, we're popping this shit. Right, Y'all pop ready? Shit. Pop yep. it. Yay! Who wants the first glug? Glug, glug, me, Oh, sis. this is, oh, it smells amazing. It's a lighter one. It's not full body. But it's deep in color. It's deep in color, but you, it's kind of. All right, get your girl. Yes, I'm going to taste that. So Merlot is going to be nice and smooth. It's not a full oh, body good. one. It's a medium body, so it goes down really smooth and delicious. And I kind of last makes a very good bottle of Merlot. It's really good. Oh, that is yeah. Smooth. Very smooth. Delicious. And I love their bottle. 
Is that it looks nice like art. it looks like um, Van Gogh, but it's not Van Gogh. It's, it's Texas Van Gogh. Oh, the painting on the bottle. No, I made that shit up. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, who's Texas Van Gogh? <laughs> Somebody probably named their kid Texas Van Gogh. Pro- I'm just knows? saying. Everything's bigger in Texas, honey. Yeah, that's probably Mr. Becker. Oh, maybe, well, maybe so. It could be. Looks a little bit like um, Teddy Roosevelt too. Yeah, it does. It's a blurry painting. If Teddy Roosevelt and Vincent Van Gogh had a love child, it would be Mr. Becker. So we picked this up at Total, Total Wine. Wine. And what was the price point on this? Nine bucks? Including tax, I believe. Yeah. 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 Great bottle. And this is a really great cheap bottle. So glug, Good. glug, glug, girls. All Enjoy. Right. I love it. Okay. So now let's get back into the topic. Yes. Okay. The Jay-Z NFL. Give us the rundown. Yes. So it was on the situation. It was situation. It was a really hard week today for a lot of people who idolize Jay-Z as far as like hip hop and stuff. Cause we, we had to either confront one of our heroes or defend him. So the entire situation starts off with Colin kneeling. We all remember the buzz that started in the NFL when Colin decided that he was going to protest police brutality by taking a kneel every single time that the national been three anthem years now? as of it was like two weeks ago, right? Because I like actually, on Instagram. It was a few days ago, actually. Was it just a few days ago? Yeah, because the pre it's preseason right now. Yeah, yeah. so it must have been okay. Yeah. You're and right. so he was protesting police brutality by taking a knee. It wasn't just him; it was other people. Every time the national anthem was played. But then he received the brunt of it because he was doing it more and people hated him for disrespecting the flag and doing all of that so much so that no team would pick him up. He kind of got blacklisted from the NFL. He lost his job because of this and got into a lawsuit that eventually ended up getting paid out. And we don't know the conditions of that lawsuit. Everybody is under settled. a gag order. Yes, they settled. Everybody's under a gag order. So we don't know. And, and I want to interject for just a quick Second, because after he kneeled and everything, the yes. propaganda started. Oh, absolutely. He didn't really win the Super Bowl. He wasn't that great. He was, a, one, he he was a one-time hit. Absolutely. Blah, blah. The propaganda that was perpetrated on how he was exactly. not really that great yes. began the moment he kneeled. They were like, how do we fucking reverse this shit? And also, if he cares so much about this stuff... Why don't you go do something instead of kneeling? Which, instead by the of way, disrespecting my flag, right. people like died for to. this flag. Even when veterans were like, I went and I fought and I lost a limb for this man to be able to do this. And, and he's right. A member and of the military actually spoke, or either the it was a, a, it was a Marine. It was a Marine. Who, okay. He was sitting. Mm-hmm. And yes, then a Marine started sitting. Re, a, a Marine reached out to him and said, yes. I want to have a conversation with you. And what did Colin do? Of course, I would love to have a conversation yes. with you. I want to learn more about you as well. And, then and he suggested like, the kneeling. And then Maureen is the one who said, you should kneel because that's what we do when our brothers and sisters fall. Right. And so that's when the kneeling started. And in order to blackball him. And all him, of that was fucking washed away. Like Michelle said, the best way to say, well, he's not being picked up by a team to explain the blackballing was to say, well, he's not that great of an athlete at all. Meanwhile, he was one of the most accomplished quarterbacks at that time. Like just won a Super Bowl. Right. Like so it was. A year or two before that. It didn't make yeah. any sense. So basically, the NFL participated in propaganda mm-hmm. to blackball him to the point where they had to settle in a settlement with him. It became such a huge deal that the past Super Bowl, what was this, Super Bowl 48? What is it? I can't keep oh, up anymore. I don't, I don't know. That there were a lot of black artists because, you know, at the end of the day, you don't want people to kneel. But who are you inviting to perform at your Super Bowl shows, honey? Especially when you're in Atlanta, you're going to want a bunch of black folks to come and entertain. 
mean, right? Because that's what you think black folks are good for. And so Jay-Z, at that time, had heard that the NFL, because the NFL had actually reached out to Rihanna. And Rihanna respectfully declined. And she said, I'm standing with Colin, so I will not be performing. So then they had to reach out to some Atlanta artists. They started with... Jermaine Dupree, who you know famously for writing for TLC, DeBrad, like Usher, all of the famous R&B yeah, artists. He had a couple of hits, but he's worked producer yeah. and writer. Yes, he's, he's, like a, he's a legendary producer. Yeah. Yeah. And Jay-Z reached out and told, you know, Travis Scott and Jermaine to basically be like, hey, don't, I wouldn't do it if I were you, sit this out, or whatever the case may be. And Jay-Z is a very well-respected figure in not just hip-hop and just like, Black people will say he's not outward about his activism. He's not, but he does a lot of shit behind the scenes. Like this past Father's Day, he went out and he bailed out a whole bunch of fathers out of jail who were just sitting there because they couldn't afford bail. He paid out a, he paid out money to Trayvon's family, oh, he and say, Beyonce, yeah. and all of the boys who were slain by the police. He goes, makes sure that they have all the lawyer fees that they need. So he's very much an wow. activist in that sense, but he's not outwardly he's not about, about it. He's, about he's it. not going to go and tell you all the things that he did unless you're paying attention. So who and better and than for That's not a good or bad thing. That's just what that's, Jay-Z wants well, to he do. He just wants to do that. I don't want to discount people who outwardly. Like, oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, like LeBron... Yeah had the opening and all that stuff. Oh, that absolutely. doesn't make that doesn't, doesn't make, make him, one right, one wrong. It's about she's just pro- more provocative about and it. And especially when you're in a position like say Jay Z, you're damned if you do, damned if you don't, because people will accuse you of like doing text riots off and doing all sorts of shit. Like the same thing that Oprah goes through when she opens a school in Africa. It's like nobody gives a fuck about that. This is just another text write off, discounting the act of good. That propaganda. happened. Propaganda, right? So that happened because, you know, black folks can never what, do anything. Why just can't you have black kids here, Oprah? Right. She Which does. she does. <laughs> so. <laughs> That's just not what gets covered. Right. Let's be real. And Jay-Z is also, not only is he one of the most prolific hip-hop artists, he's a businessman that everyone looks up to. I mean, this is the first billionaire in hip-hop that everyone has looked to through his business deals. He's done a great job of being a great businessman. So people look up to him. So when he says something, you really have to think about it. He was friends with Cake. So all of this is going on. And then the next thing we know, there is a press conference that is called where the NFL is saying that they're partnering with Jay-Z in a social justice initiative, which then... It, this was one of those things where nobody was either in the middle. It was either or. It had a lot of people that turned their heads because this is when hip-hop meets politics and all sorts of shit. Jay-Z may have loosely alluded to the fact that he'd already talked to Colin about this. And then Colin's girlfriend came out and said, whoa, whoa. Because Colin doesn't really say much because he can't. And I imagine it's part of the settlement. Mm-hmm. But his, his girlfriend comes out and says a lot of stuff on his behalf. She was like, we didn't know anything about this. He never reached out. And people were offended. And to give a little background on that, the reason why people were offended, some people may be familiar with a man named Damon Dash. That's who Jay-Z started Rockefeller with. And that relationship turned sour and fell apart because Jay-Z got a deal with Def Jam and basically bought out Damon of Rockefeller and went on to be a billionaire and be part of president of Def Jam and left his friend who basically advocated for him little, throughout the a music. Little, and a little cutthroat business It's a little, it was, a, I mean, you know, Jay-Z comes from the streets and he was a drug dealer, so business is business and all, you know, he's, he, he, he doesn't play with his business. But because of that past, 
it looked like it was replaying itself. Like, is this just another one of those instances where Jay-Z has found a way in his position? Because first of all, yeah, you feel like you, there are only a couple of people you go to if you feel like you want the black communities, Beyonce, Barack Obama, Jay-Z, or Michelle Oprah. Obama, Oprah, right? This is a very handful of people you can count them on your hand where you feel like if you bring them on, the black community is gonna follow. But Jay-Z has had this Damon Dash dark cloud against him. And now it started looking like he turned on another friend because there were things that were said in this press conference that were particularly eye roll inducing to a lot of people. Jay-Z starts saying, well, we're past the point of kneeling. And this is, this is exactly what he said in the press conference. And he was confronted by Charlemagne who says, okay, do you understand how difficult it is to hear you say, well, we're past the point of kneeling when Cape literally lost his livelihood for this because of the kneeling. And he was like, I'm not discounting the kneeling. It's just that, okay, now we've brought attention to the situation. Now it's time for action items. And then people were like, great, we agree that with that. That is a fucking action item, Jay-Z. And he goes, well, now we have to start doing something about okay. it. Can you not do both? Exactly. And that's what people were saying. They were like, okay, you have a relationship with Colin so why then as part of this deal that you said he knew about that he doesn't know about, why did you not bring him along and why is he not involved? That's when he pr continued to say, well, the protest was never about Colin not having a job. It was about police brutality. So that's not the problem here. So it looked like it's pivoting. And that upset a lot of people. It was like, obviously, if you're going to say that you're doing a social justice initiative, why not bring along the man who started this whole thing mm -hmm. with you who also happens to be a friend of yours? So then we all ended up on split sides of this thing and we were arguing. Some people are like, we haven't even seen what he's going to do yet. There were some people who were saying he obviously probably just wants a seat at the table because you, in every movement, there are the agitators on the outside and there are the people who have a seat at the table. They can making negotiate. The difference. Like every and, and like I told you before, I think Jay-Z... And you can look at this however you want to. Right. In my opinion, I think Jay-Z may have blackballed or whatever, cut all those people out because he feels like he's the best person to be at that table because he's the best negotiator. He's the best person to bring forth and, and, and move along this social justice movement mm -hmm. or maybe he didn't think they could do as good of a job. It's, it's a little egotistical it's a, exactly. to think you could do it all by yourself. And especially, it would be different if he and Colin were strangers to one it's another. It's kind of a dick contest in a little way. <laughs> in many ways. Yeah. But he and Colin are not strangers to one another. Right. These are two people who consider each other friends. So it looked very backstabby from a person yeah. who has a backstabby reputation. And people were like, okay, this is easily solved. Bring Colin in. Like, this is the person who has put himself on the line to be the face of this movement. So tie him in. And then his whole thing about, it was never about Colin not having a job. If we want Colin to have a job, maybe we should start a protest to get Colin a job back. And it just seemed really shitty. Ooh. So now we're at this space where we're like, obviously, again, when you think about the people who you want to be at the forefront of change, Jay-Z has done great for social justice. He hasn't been outwardly about it, but he helps people. And he's, he's the first black hip-hop billionaire. He is basically royalty in hip-hop circles. So maybe I actually have a question about, I feel like the NFL benefits more from this than anything else. 
Because with Jay-Z, you're going to get a lot of people saying, okay, they got Jay-Z now. And if you don't really fulfill that, it's going to look shitty. Yeah. So Jay-Z mm-hmm. has a lot on his plate because now he has to prove that he's actually going to do the job that he's taken over from Colin without Colin being involved. And that's, that's it's kind of problem. I won't lie that it does not look great. Yeah. It does not right. look great. Whatever the intention, I'm not going to sit here and accuse Jay of having malice or any of that because... I don't know. And you know what he's going to be called. I'm not even going to say it. Oh, yeah. People have already been calling him that. Like, you you sold out. You went out with the community. You think you have money now. You're going to shit on us. You're going to do us like you did, uh, you know, Damon. All of that. He's been called everything but a child of God. And, well, and mainly because the NFL is full of super white men. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And he's going to be, look. it's going to be looked like he's. He's selling out. Conforming to them. Yes. Right. He's been called a sellout for sure. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, my personal opinion as a rapper, Jay-Z sits like in my top three, right? And I love what he's done for hip hop. He's one of the people who changed the games for owner, the game for ownership of hip hop artists. When he started his own streaming label, when he started Tidal, it was an effort to try to give power back to the artists. Like he's been doing that kind of activism and people shit on him and laugh like you will never compete with Apple. And he kind of did. And they tried to buy it from underneath him. is he, I mean, is is there talk? Like, does he have a plan? Does he have a plan to have a plan? Is there, has there been word out that he's going to announce a plan? So the plan plan? is that they're going to sit together and they're going to get money going and they're going to start pumping and selling money. Um, NFL, the NFL, NFL, and they're going to, and who was, what's his name? Roger Good. Roger Good. That's who was at the press conference and they, it rubbed a lot of people the wrong the way that, of the NFL. that they were very chummy and people just, cause Roger Goodell has a reputation for being racist and people did not appreciate how chummy he was with him. So that what they said, so is do that, 90% of the white owners in the NFL. <laughs> right. So they decided they're going to sit down and they're exactly. going to talk about how they're going to funnel resources and money towards social justice movements and all of those things. So that was the controversy. I personally say it's, Although it does not look great that Colin is left out of this, I think good can come out of this. And it's a little early to judge because we don't know. Like we said, a seat at the table most of the time. In every movement, every player has their role. You have the agitators who stand outside and pick it. And you have the people who infiltrate the system. And, and, And I mean, let's not discount... The, the people that didn't like what MLK were doing was doing. Absolutely. Right? And and there were people that didn't like what Malcolm X was, was doing. doing. And then, right? Or the Black Panthers. Like, they all had different views of how to get to this. How to get, it wasn't a straight line. How to get to point A to point B was not a straight line for everybody. They thought Martin Luther King was too passive. Mm-hmm. They thought ML, uh, Malcolm X was too aggressive and too violent. And like, what most and people... Black Panthers were trying to reach people that weren't coming through the church. They were looking at the regular guys that were getting their asses beat up by the police. And right. what most people don't know... It wasn't about God know, or Allah or anything. Even though the government tried to do a great job of pitting Malcolm X and MLK against each other, they were friends. friends. And they were on one accord that they were going after the same mission... They just had different ideologies on how to do it, but they both respected each other's positions yeah. in how to get to If we done. had 24-hour news yeah. back in those days, oh, oh my man. God. it would have all been out in the open yeah. that they actually were like, I'm going to do this, and you're going to do that, and somehow we're going to get there. And oh, but sometimes, can you imagine what, what Fox News would have been like back then? Um, about the propaganda? Jeez. Yeah. And sometimes they even met together to have meetings 
to brief each other on what they're doing and their movements. These these were people who were united towards one agenda, but realized that there is more than one way to skin a cat. Right? So are you saying that, that, that there just needs to be some trust in Jay-Z right now? I feel like it's too early to like judge. Give, we haven't like given him a, little a chance. Attitude. Give him, yes, give him a little chance. Let's see what happens. Because he is a billionaire. He's, well, and he, he is, is the successful. H to the Izzo. He to the Izzo. <laughs> he is the ho. The shizzle my nizzle. Um, yeah. So what we, what I would like to see personally, and I, it's not too late to say that this is going to happen. Maybe Jay wanted to make sure that this deal was dry and ink. And who knows? He might turn around and bring Cape in next week. It's not too late for any yeah. of that. Because maybe if he showed up at the table going, yeah, I'll do this, but I'm not doing it unless Cape is on, you know, is on board, then that would have maybe soured the deal. So we don't know what he's going through in his mind right, right so now. Like, if they could finalize the deal and he's like, I'm in charge of this, I'm the director. Right. I can bring on whoever I, I'm, I the, I'm the whatever title they've given him. Yes. And he's like, great. And I'm going to hire Colin Kaepernick to be my director of Exactly. This. So it's too early to judge. And you know, I always say this. And that's why I say it's a dick contest. Oh, yeah. Because a bunch of men right now are pissed off that they don't get to be fucking number one. Right. Right. And maybe Jay-Z just has a better idea of how the shit it works that's why he fucking is a billionaire and owns his own company and is recording he's a fucking he has his own agency for oh, sports yeah, athletes yes. he owns a recording studio he's he's producing movies like this dude is in everything absolutely and he there's a reason why he's successful yes right and, like, i'm were, sure when he was a fucking drug dealer he was the best fucking drug dealer right oh, and we always talk he just about took that. that to the next level and was like i'm now i'm gonna be legal right and do something and do, that is legal get a legal and hustle. do what i'm really good at and that's hustling it's hustling yes right? it, it's all hustling and we always talk about this like baby <laughs> if i just want oh you to know God. it's actually a jay-z reference way to go right <laughs> and we actually it kind of reminds me of nipsey a little bit like right. his hustle like it's right a, that's, it's just a different hustle yeah. different day but we talk about this all the time is that if the justice system really wants to reform, you know all of those uh, weed. What do you call them? Refine. What do you call Dispensary. the weed? dispensaries that you're hello wine? You're opening. Who better than to, to hire the people? Than if you really want to reform people, but you know who is not owning the dispensaries of the people who created the laws to throw the people in jail who were selling the marijuana. And so we I have a presidential candidate who actually wants that to happen. Abs- Cory Booker. Is absolutely. Like, who better to run the fucking dispensaries than the people who were running the show to begin with. And that's reform. <laughs> like these drug businesses, not that I condone them, are million dollar enterprises. These are people who are used to dealing with million dollar enterprises. Yeah. Marijuana is different than heroin. Though. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, right. Like, right. Let's just get to let's there's just a line make that there. separation absolutely. right there. But it's still a business. It's still a business. Right. Right. And there's And that's why I think Jay-Z probably has more of a long-term plan. Absolutely. Um, when people want to they and 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 I don't blame them. I want it too. They want immediate satisfaction. Yeah. Right. But maybe he has more of a long-term Absolutely. Plan and I say it's and, too early to judge. Let's give it some time and let's see what Jay does. And maybe we can shit on him a year from now if we don't get the results that we want. But like a day in, we don't know anything. Or maybe he's doing great things with his team. We don't know. We don't know. Yep. So right. that that's part of that. <laughs> well, that was interesting. Did you yes. learn something, Ray? I did. I Because Ray was Y'all like, football? I don't talk about football. I am I was like, sports ball and Jay-Z. Like, I like Jay-Z's how? music, but I was like, I don't see how this relates to politics. So <laughs> cut it from the agenda. Ain't got time A lot to of politics. She got overruled, drug <laughs> But I also, after talking about it, yeah. you'll notice I was kind of quiet because I wasn't the most knowledgeable about this. Yeah. I was absorbing the information. Yeah. Um, 
I was coming correct with a couple of Jay Z references. You did. You so dropped. You, know, you dropped you, the bars you right. Can, you can drop. Count on me for your girl for your '90s references. <laughs> You're welcome. You always got a music reference I to do. everything. I thought I, I do. knew. You music. know, it's a hard knock life. She's on fire. People ah. extinguish this bitch. She is ablaze, honey. Yes, Ray. That takes me back to like loving days. Yeah. Oh my god. So yeah, I think we should give it a chance, guys. What do you guys think? I think so. I agree. Yeah, I think chance. so. Yeah. All right. Okay. So Ray. Oh my god. You ready? Oh, I'm ready, girl. You ready? I'm you ready, ready, Michelle. I'm ready. You an asshole, baby. You an asshole. You an asshole, baby. You an asshole. You guys suck. And we were, oh, that was not suckery that was at all. Shit. That was shit. We're dropping, look, we were channeling Jay-Z. Yes. Was, we're dropping bars. Oh, so you guys are Jay-Z now. We are. <laughs> I mean, we, were, we were so on, on like, points. Oh, and re- my, and oh the my God. Was oh, my there. God. Okay. All well, we need is a beatbox in oh, the background. Oh, no, Jesus. Okay, we're going to do the remix <laughs> next time. Not the remix of the remix. Mishy, who's your asshole of the week? You guys is know. Is it a person? It is a person. Okay. And you guys know I love a homegrown asshole. Oh, God. There have been so many I've seen that I'm like, that's going to be the one she's going to do. That's going to be the one she's going to do. I do. I start doing that all week long. I'm like, I wonder if I should even send this to her. I'm like, no, she already knows. Asshole of the week this week is homegrown and extremely problematic. And we should all be fucking afraid. Do you hear me? This man and his tenure as governor of Texas wreaked havoc on our state. And then he got the baton baton passed on to him to go and Mm -hmm. be the man who is in charge of our nuclear weapons. Or as George W. would say, nuclear weapons. Oh, my God. Oh, them Texas boys are problematic as shit. That's your boy, Missy. That's my boy. I love him. I have no... Rhyme of reason why I do. Some things are just what they are. The heart wants what what the heart wants. (laughs) So Energy Secretary Rick Perry, who we were more than happy to get rid of here in the great state of Texas. Rick the dick. What'd you do? Rick the dick this week decided to share a message which previously targeted Facebook users from like 2011, 2012. Which is one of those chain messages that says, oh my God. Uh, which is that alarmist, stupid message that says, if you don't change your settings or if you don't no, put if you don't post this in a comment. And if you don't post this in a comment. Uh, Facebook will come take one your of those children. <laughs> in the middle of the night. <laughs> it said, with this statement. I give notice to Instagram. It is strictly forbidden to disclose, copy, distribute, or take any other action against me based on this profile and or its contents. That's what the post said. Instagram does not have my permission to share photos or messages. So this this shit is already problematic when it's sent to you in a message by Nana. Who doesn't have anything else to do. And the Let's only be honest. Shit, it's always by Mimi. It's by Mimi. <laughs> Uh, and dumb memes are problematic as memes shit. are problematic so, as fuck. Mimi is sitting at the damn fucking house spreading propaganda so she lends this bullshit in your inbox and you roll your fucking eyes. 
But you know, Mimi at best is charges rolling out of bed and sitting her ass in front of the TV. She's not in charge of the fucking nuclear weapons and is basically the administrator of Department of Energy. He's the Department of Energy. He's, but he's in charge of the nuclear weapons. That's yes. what the Department of Energy does. He's in charge of facilitating all of our weapons of mass destruction. And he cannot even decipher between propaganda that's alarmist like this. How do we trust this person? It's it is a brand new day in America. We have you got know he was in first line to get a pizza that night oh, at Pizza and, Gate. But it's okay. <laughs> can we also add the fact that if you look at the image that was shared, it's clearly someone has like copy pasted Instagram. Oh, absolutely. It might have said Facebook. It might have said Twitter. It might have said MySpace. Nobody knows what it originally said. It, it was is complete and utter garbage. And he saver. He's like, so today on The Onion, I heard. <laughs> and he even kind of, what was really hilarious about this is, you know, when you catch Mimi in a lie, because she can't fucking, she's trying to spread propaganda, but can't even fucking post the link correctly. She then comes in here, and this, this is, when they do the double down, and so Rick Perry came in and he said, bitch, I got time today. And he did the fucking double down. And he said, feel free to repost. I'll be darned. First time I've seen anything fake on the internet. Oh my God. You mean this is fake? So he tried to backpedal and pussy pop his way out of this with sarcasm. But no, nah, Mimi, we caught you. You can't post a fucking link and you're spreading propaganda. You are dead wrong. So this is what he did here. Oh, and the shit Mimi. was just all oh, Mimi. It was, we should call Ble- Bless your heart. Bless your heart, <laughs> as the good old people in Texas would tell you. And then he doubled down on this and then tried to use sarcasm, which he's not great at at all, to try to get out of no. this. And meanwhile, I'm just like, my life is trash. We're in danger. Like, this is the danger. We've got a secretary of education who does not believe in public education. Yeah. <laughs> We've got a fucking EPA. <laughs> Yeah. Exxon Mobil executive in charge of the EPA. That sued the EPA a hundred thousand times. A hundred thousand times. We got this fucking asshole, Secretary of Energy, who like can't decipher between what is fake propaganda on the internet with his hand on a fucking nuclear button. What is life? What are we even doing here anymore? Like what is what episode of whatever fuck shit show are we in right now? And this is the reason why we've all known that Rick Perry slash Mimi has always been an asshole. But this is just putting in a public stage for everybody to see. That he's also a dumbass. That is also a dumbass. But wait, he wears glasses now. Oh. He's smart. <laughs> he's smart. He's smart. He put the glasses on. Oh, oh it made him he, smart. He is about three steps away from drinking his water with both hands. And I am exhausted. Okay? <laughs> That's where we are in life. So, as much as it pains me that the great state of Texas is... Did somebody still some cut a steak for him? <laughs> this is yeah, not... Y'all see this fool eat a corn dog? It's just... <laughs> you remember that picture of him oh. eating a corn dog? Oh, my God. I, I, we love a homegrown asshole, but this one sucks because it's problematic in the sense that people's lives depend on this person. And at one point in time, he was even designated the designated survivor in one of the... Uh, meeting. So what we do when we do a State of the Union where basically everyone in the government is in one right. room, we designate one person to be the designated survivor should a bomb come through. Right. And that person would then be the leader of the free world after that. And somebody had the fucking 
bright idea to say, you know what we're going to choose today? Rick Perry. Because he's in one of the people in line. And that's the thing is you're in like one of the top, one of the 12 right. people in line. Yeah. And you know why it was. They're like, put that fucker in the basement tonight. Put him out there. Put baby in the corner tonight because we do not want him around us. I got better with Kiefer Sutherland. I don't know. And personally, that show got canceled and I still would rather have him be the And personally, I don't know about you, but having Trump and Rick Perry under one roof is more fuck shit than I can handle. But yeah, congratulations to um, the illegitimate child of the state of Texas and the bastard of the day, the asshole of the day, whatever you want to call him, dumbass of the day, Mimi of the day. Congratulations, uh, you're an asshole. <laughs> Cheers. Good job. Uh-huh. That cracked me the fuck up. Oh my god, I'm like crying. I'm like crying from laughing. <laughs> drinking with both hands. <laughs> He's two steps away. I'm <laughs> I swear to God, Michi, you're you're so Texan at heart. Like I know you weren't born here. You are. But holy shit! It's it's definitely a part of you. Because that is the shit it's my in papa. The air. That is the shit my papa used to say. Yeah. Like yeah. It's because your husband's from the. It's because your husband's from the south. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's yeah. Uh, he's southern. It's he's in southern the air. Drug. It's in the air, honey. Yeah, you've heard it all your life. <laughs> exactly. All right. So as always, we like to end on a good note, a happy note. High note. High note. Ray, you don't smoke weed. I don't. Well. She should, but. Well. I I remember a time in a certain town in Texas. I can't inhale properly. No, no. You and and Bill would get along just great. We will tell you that weed does nothing for her. She doesn't get high, but we'll eat 20 butter tortillas. Yeah, that's right. And say, hi, mom. Whatever. Yeah. Don't All edit right. this out either. They won't let me edit anything else. <laughs> All right. You're ready? In control. Are you I'm ready? Re- I'm ready. I mean, Ray's been the day. <laughs> day, baby. Ray. Oh, my God. <laughs> did that. Fuck yeah. Oh, my God. We weren't even looking at each nope, other. Nope. Not even close. <laughs> Give it to us, Ray. It's all feels. Fabulous, y'all. <laughs> Fabulous. <laughs> All right. So, how many people hate their cable provider? Oh, my God. They can die slow death drinking this fucking wine Michelle bought wearing gasoline drawers in hell. Well, we That's... may hate our cable providers, but there is one, probably just one, representative working at Comcast that we don't hate. Oh. That's propaganda. It's not. A 911 call was made by a Comcast representative in Mississippi that helped save the life of a man 800 miles away in Walker, Michigan, who survived a stroke. Oh. Yes. Well, we hate the company, not necessarily the people. Right. Oh, yeah, right. yeah, 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 yeah. Those no, are hard. The those, people. Those are right. hardworking people that are people. just yes. answering the phone and dealing with the fuck shit of the yes. company they work for. And as day. someone who has worked in a call center, Lord Jesus, I, oh, I feel for you. Yeah, oh, right there with you. And, yeah. and right y'all are going to hear about a call <laughs> to end all calls. Oh, wow. So thanks to the customer service representative's quick thinking, Dan McGinnis, who is 65, was able to walk out of the hospital with minimal symptoms just Two days after suffering from a stroke, Dan was home alone. Uh, Dan was home alone on Tuesday, August third, and he called Comcast customer service to address a problem with his cable. 
He put his phone on speaker and placed it on a table so he could take notes while he spoke. But when the customer service representatives answered the, on the other end, Dan was unable to get a word out. Sir, can I help you? The woman asked. Sir, are you okay? But Dan was unable to reply. The only sound he could muster was, um. He tried to move, but he realized his leg, his right leg wouldn't work. It was then that he realized something was terribly wrong. I started to panic. I would say something. I just couldn't. I couldn't move. I couldn't speak. And within 20 to 30 seconds, I started to think maybe it was a stroke, but I wasn't able to tell the representative that. So more than 800 miles away, Kimberly Williams was the Comcast representative on the other end. So on the phone from, from Jackson, Mississippi, Williams could tell that something was wrong with the man she was speaking with. I had confidence in my heart. I knew something was wrong with him, she said. I could hear through the phone that something was wrong. Kimberly notified her supervisor and pulled up Google on her computer so that she could search for a police department in Dan's area. And after contacting several police departments around the Grand Rapids area, she finally reached the Walker Fire Department, Walker's where he lived, and explained the situation to fire officials. And she stayed on the phone with Dan for five minutes. And thanks to her quick thinking, the authorities soon showed up at Dan's door. Paramedics rushed him to the hospital. They alerted hospital officials that they were bringing a stroke victim. And within an hour of his Comcast call, Dan went into surgery to remove a blood clot in the left side of his brain that was caused by a narrowing artery. It would have killed him. It would have yeah, killed him. He would have died at home by himself. Well, and we've got more on that. So by 2.32, Dan was, brought, was being brought out of a successful surgery. Due to the quick thinking of Kimberly and the actions of dozens of doctors, police, and paramedics, Dan is recovering from his stroke with minimal symptoms. Oh. I had a stroke, and two days later, I'm walking out of the hospital. It's incredible. Most stroke victims don't get to walk out of here like this. Oh, man. So other than very minimal effects to his speech, he's doing just fine. He's able to speak, eat, and walk. But this wasn't the first time that Kimberly had dealt with stroke victim. She had a similar experience with her grandmother, who suffered from a stroke. So she recognized the symptoms right away in Dan. Miles away. Wow. Yes. On when the I phone. I know. When I realized he was having a stroke, I was on it, she said. I'll never forget that day. So, Dr. Justin Singer, who's the director of vascular neurosurgery at Spectrum Health. Wow. Hail? Hail. Hail. Hello, man. Oh, my gosh. Texas. He said it was the quick response from Kimberly that helped save the life of Dan. Kimberly is a hero in many respects because she was aware something wasn't right and got Dan timely attention. If he didn't get the help that he did, best case scenario is he would have had right side paralysis and complete inability to communicate with the outside world. And most likely he would be in a nursing home. <gasps> Worst case scenario is he would have been had brain swelling and died. So Singer says wow. timely. Wow. Singer says timing is crucial when it comes to treating stroke victims. Every minute that a stroke victim doesn't receive treatment, they lose two million brain cells. He said. Today Dan's able to Today, Dan said he's incredibly grateful for the quick thinking of Kimberly. He said if it wasn't for her, he's not sure where he'd be today. Aww. It was absolutely unexpected, but I'm still here today. Well, you know who's employee wow. of the fucking year. Oh, yeah. <laughs> a bonus, a raise. That's right. Good publicity. Give her her coins. Give her her coins and a promotion and maybe a week off the damn phones. 
That's amazing. Yes. Good for you, Kimberly. Kimberly Williams from Comcast. You the bay of the day. You are Miss Mississippi, and you are bay of the day. And employee of the year. Employee of the year. The only good good thing about Comcast. Yes. (laughs) Miss Kimberly Williams. Precisely. Kimberly Williams is keeping the doors of Comcast wide open. That's amazing. Oh, well, yeah. that is a good story. I love yes. that. So thanks, Michigan Live, for that wonderful article. Absolutely. Thank you for setting your sources, Rachel. Yes. All right. Everybody have a great weekend. Oh, we have it. We have to let people know. Oh, yes. We will not be here Labor Day. We will not have an episode Labor Day. Labor I'm having weekend. eye surgery. We're getting no sight fixed. I'm getting my eyes fixed, y'all. I'm going to have some new eyes. She getting her vision corrected and laser out, child. I yeah. am. And we're kind of maybe celebrating Labor Day, which means not working. Yes. <laughs> but we will miss you as much as you miss us. Yes. Yeah. We'll, yes. we'll post and share shit on Facebook we as much as possible. We do have a couple of shots that we have had sitting in the can that yes. hopefully I'll be able to drop those. I just won't make any promises that there will be an episode on Labor Day. Right. So. Be yeah. kind. Be good to each other. All y'all laborers, please uh, enjoy your, your time off. Yeah. Sit back, have a, a, a couple of glasses or bottles. Yes. For wine. Get you some Becker Vineyard. Get some B-Stroke Chick. Skip Satan's wine. <laughs> Skip Satan's wine. Unless you're, unless you're on a really tight budget. Unless you're on a really tight yeah. budget. Or it's the yeah. last bottle of the night. You've already yeah. had like five bottles. You're already drunk as shit. Or yeah. the closest place you can get wine is a Valero. Or hell. Whichever <laughs> <laughs> way. All right, Junk Delegates. Uh, Stay tipsy, my friends. Stay tipsy. We crush this shit every Good week. Good J, ladies. Good J, ladies. What the Good pod. What the fuck is wrong with me? We get better every Thanks for listening to Drunk Bitches and Politics. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at DBAP Pod. If you have questions or suggestions, email us at drunkbpolitics at gmail.com. Episodes are available on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you like the show, please rate, review, and subscribe. It's the best way to show your support and spread the word.